I'm Geraint John and welcome to episode four of The Voice for Voice, a podcast recorded in Brixton, London about voice technology. So today we're going to be talking about Storyline, which is a really, really cool invention. Very cool indeed. Yeah, it's been about for a bit, but the guys are basically making it easier to build Alexa skills. So I'm really impressed with uh, with this. So we're going to be looking at it in a bit. Alexa in the background there, just getting a bit excited. We're going to be looking at Storyline in a little bit more detail. We're also going to be looking at Google uh, Duplex and the future of customer service. Is there a future for customer service, Will? I think it's in the balance right now. But Google are obviously saying that there is a future for, you know, call centers and things like that. But we, uh, we've we got other opinions and views on the matter. We're also going to be looking at Collect Plus, who are a courier company. And yeah, well done, Collect Plus. They've created their own skill. So there's obviously somebody within the Collect Plus marketing department who's got their shit together, quite frankly. So that that's the running order. That's the running order today. We're in Brixton. It's kind of mild out there. Mild. It's been very, very sunny. Very, very sunny for weeks. And it feels like the sunniness is coming to a bit of an end. And there's a football game tonight as well. There is a football game indeed. Um, who's playing tonight, Will? It is the semi-final of the World Cup. For the first time since 1966, England have a chance at the final against Croatia. Yeah, so good luck, England, I guess. I guess. So should we get on with it, Well, I think we should. So, Storyline, what is it? Well, Storyline is an online tool that allows people like me and you and people who own small businesses to, to create Alexa skills with no coding background because the thing is i think there's because this is we're at such an early stage with voice i think there's a, a bit of a misconception that you have to be some sort of genius to get these skills live and to get flash briefings mm. live onto alexa but th- that that's just quite simply not true and what what these guys at storyline are doing they're just allowing they're streamlining the process which is so so whoever you are i don't know if you're a florist we always um, use florist examples. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't know why example. we go back to florist. Okay, so say a taxi firm. A taxi firm, so yeah. You're, so you're yeah, a local yeah. taxi firm. You employ, I don't know, 30 drivers. You've got South London sewn up. Mm. You know, you've got money in the bank. Not a load of money, but you've got money in the yeah. bank. You can afford, you know, to invest in things. You know, you would potentially, if you had an owner who was a bit of an innovator and was inspired maybe by Uber and wanted to create yeah. something fresh and, and, and brand new in the South London area that might catch on, then yeah. he or she could use Storyline to, to basically create a taxi skill. That would be very cool. So it's, it's kind of, from what I understand, it's like a visual drag and drop interface 
which means that you can focus on the conversation design and then Storyline will then convert that into Alexa-friendly code. Yeah, you're right. So it's really, we've been testing it and it's really intuitive to use. It's the, It's got the drag and drop, which we're all kind of used to with Squarespace and, and WordPress. It's something that's, you know, if you're into technology a little tiny bit and you've got a website, you'll be familiar mm. with. They've obviously, the ease of uses has been a big focus, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. And they've also, they're based in San Francisco and they've got, you know, they've, a, a load of money's just been invested. I think like almost a million dollars has been invested in it. So they're looking obviously to, to adapt it as well. I had a message uh, from the CEO of the company actually. So he got in touch oh, with me. Cool. I think he'd seen some content that I'd put on LinkedIn to do with my, my own flash briefings. Mm. And what he was basically saying was that they're, they're, the, the next stage for storyline is it to uh, streamline flash briefings, which is something that would be cool that I've always said. Yeah. So if you were think of an example, you were Jay Z and you've played in the O2 arena after the show, you could really easily get content onto Alexa, exclusive content to your flash briefing subscribers mm. that would hit them the next morning. So it's basically breaking all the kind of technological barriers between creators and alexa skills yeah yeah basically there's obviously a massive demand for programmers because mm. to create a complex skill like a banking skill or something that requires you know yeah. a huge amount of voice architecture mm. then clearly you're going to need to get some guys and girls in who know what they're doing but if you wanted to create something quite simple mm. this allows you to to do that so is, is it a popular platform at the moment yeah, man, it is. This, I mean, six percent of Alexa skills are made using Storyline, wow. which is massive. So yeah. that's only going to increase because uh, yeah. let's face it, no one's really heard of them. Yeah, and if they marketed them themselves properly, I noticed, for example, if you kind of Google Storyline, you can't actually find them. Yeah, um, wow, interesting. So they need to get their. So how so how how can people find it and have a have a little play around with it for themselves? So the URL is getstoryline.com. And yeah, you just sign up and you can instantly start playing around with it. Very cool. It's going to get bigger, this. Yeah, I think so and as this well. Is one, of the, one of the guys in the office has been banging on about it for ages, yeah. hasn't he? You know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. And anything, don't forget, the whole point of voice is, you know, to, you know, to allow saving money and time. I'm convinced yeah. of it. And what Storyline does is it allows us as, you know, uh, marketeers and entrepreneurs to save time and money. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's, so it's the same concept. Yeah, exactly. So well, well done. Yeah, Storyline. well done Storyline. Okay, well, let's move on to uh, customer service and Google Duplex. So can I just say that I used to work as a customer service agent when I was you? 18 in British Gas. So when I was 18... I didn't really know what I wanted to be. I didn't mm. know that I was going to be the voice for voice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what was around the corner. You must have had a feeling. Well, yeah. Every a feeling now of again, imminent greatness. Yeah. Every now and again, I'd think, God, this, this is just something I can't put my finger <laughs> on it. It's, every time I'd see like a tower, I'd think. Because voice technology hadn't been invented by that point. No, I think so. Yeah. So until I, it was a stopgap job until I became the voice of voice. And my job was to, I worked for a large gas company and my job was to close and open accounts. It was the home movers accounts mm. uh, department. So I would just get highly irate customers ringing me all day, just kind of furious about their gas bills. Yeah. 
really really tough job and you I, get, yeah i was done? uh yeah yeah i worked in uh the harrods christmas grotto customer service for i had, I had a feeling that you'd worked six months that world. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i have to say the amount of angry angry people you have to learn to deal with is is incredible people are furious that they can't get their child in to see father christmas and by the way going to blow a bit of a trade secret here there were five father christmases operating at any one time in harrods wow and That's we used to have to coordinate the children so they didn't bump into each other coming out of of seeing him because the game would be up wow that's uh you've got a very dark past uh... i know sinister anyway <laughs> so google duplex we we looked at it in episode one we looked at that that restaurant call where i'm sure you guys have listened to it where google duplex basically calls up a restaurant and books a table by talking to a human being now that's got a lot of people thinking a lot of business owners thinking well why don't we use that for our customer service because we can obviously save huge amounts of money by replacing those wages by a bit of technology but google have actually have they come out and said that they're not going to do that yeah so they've said they've stated that it's not their aim to replace customer service teams Mm. but they're kind of gonna say that aren't they yeah i mean probably to just avoid spreading panic but i think because it was never their you know aim when they you know created uh, their search engine to you know replace yellow pages was mm. it you know and you know paper business directories it just kind of happens yeah it? and and also there's sometimes a difference between what these big tech companies say and what they're actually thinking which i think we've we've seen time and time again I mean, it's they're way, we're way off this. I mean, we're way off. People get excited all the time that you know the end is coming for accountants, mm. and you know you're going to be replaced by robots, and you're going to yeah. be sitting on a park bench yeah. with a beard, really depressed. We're, we're way off that. I think in the, what we'll see is little pockets of you know activity in places like you know San Francisco. Yeah. And, in areas that are technology, you know, obsessed. Yeah. It's a bit like the Uber driverless thing. So you'll see in certain areas of central London, there might be a couple of, you know, blocks that you, that driverless cars can operate. But certainly for the masses, this is going to take years. But what will happen a bit, a bit like storyline, there'll be like an automated process whereby you can either use the Google duplex t- technology directly to type in. So let's, let's think of an example, you know, okay, the taxi company that we yeah. just, there's only a few I would like to. So you ring up and you say, I would like to book a taxi in 10 minutes from postcode mm. and either the taxi is available uh, now or it's not. The yeah. conversation would be the taxi will be with you in 15 minutes. Your driver is called Tom Jones and I've just emailed you confirmation. So with those kind of quite limited conversations, so when there's not very many possibilities for the conversation, this technology would work really well. But whether or not you could scale that up to a, a complex customer service job. So say if you have kind of, I don't know, you could have 20 or 30 possible different questions. And from there, the conversation could could spiral down any kind of avenue. And then on top of that, you've got angry customers who who are going to get pissed off, frankly, with a talking to a machine. But they don't know they're talking to a machine, do they? Right. That's the thing. And I think within large organizations, there will be, you know, you'll get, you'll, there'll be voice architecture 
teams or there'll be agencies, mm. you know, like us going in and coming up with the voice architecture yeah, and its implementation then. So it's, it's going to be big, 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 big business, big, big business, but it's going to take a while. So it could take five yeah. years. Well, yeah, it's, it's a scary thought that because the customer service sector is, is massive. I think, I don't know the stats, but I imagine it's a huge proportion of the UK, US, India, loads of country, loads of people are going to be out of the job if, well, especially in Wales, because what you find is that call centres, organisations move their call centres to parts of the UK that have got trusted accents, which is why HMRC is mm. in Scotland, I think. <laughs> and Do you trust the Scots? Yeah, I trust the Scots. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, there's a lot of Welsh call centres, certainly. So it's a big, it's big business in in Wales. You know, it's a, do you think people trust you with your Welsh accent? I think I'm very, very trustworthy, little cheeky chappy. You know, you are as well. Yeah, yeah. If you've got chubby cheeks, which I have, basically means you're trustworthy. <laughs> Whereas if you have a long, gaunt face, yeah, know. and you work in Harrods when you're 18, um, <laughs> then. Um, yeah, you're not People automatically distrust you, yeah. Unfairly so. Has anyone ever said to you, I don't trust you? I They might have said it with their eyes. When yeah. I meet people, some, they give me a kind of squint, which which kind of suggests that they don't trust me. I don't know why. I'm actually very reliable. You are quite reliable, yeah, actually. Well, apart yeah. from after World Cup games. Yeah. that. So in the last podcast, Will was barely alive. Did I not turn up for work, though? No, you were here. Time. Well, you you were here in spirit, yeah. But whether or not your soul was here, I don't know. I think you left that back in Hammersmith. I think I might have. All so right. really interesting, anyway. So yeah. duplexes, and I think what I just think Google are ahead of the game with this voice stuff. Yeah, I'm starting to get the same impression because we were test. Well, we're going to test out Google Assistant in a second, and yeah. it's just it's you can already tell it's just slicker and mm. and a, a less. I don't know, Amazon have got huge tricks up their sleeves. Yeah. You just think Google's experience of kind of search and, you know, and data and interaction. Artificial intelligence. They've got DeepMind, which is a London-based company they acquired a couple of years ago. Mm. But yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting the same impression that Google are really starting to kind of pull ahead here. But before we get onto that, there was another app release this week which you wanted to talk about which was by collect plus was it not yeah so collect plus so well done collect plus if you're listening i'm going to reach out to the marketing department of collect plus and if you're listening well done you're obviously you know your marketing department are ahead of other marketing departments and you've invested in this and i think you know what you've created isn't going to change the world but it's whoa 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 it's no, no, no. It's not going to change the world, and they know that. But it's mm. a step. It's yeah. they're they've, they're showing that they're they're a forward thinking company. So what have they created? They've basically created an Alexa skill. So Collect Plus are a courier company essentially. So when you need, you know, when you drop off and pick up a parcel from, you know, a local collect a local, you know, collection point. Yeah. Um, this is what these guys do. So essentially, the app allows you to uh, find your local collection point and it will actually email you a, a barcode and send right. it to you. So it's essentially yeah. replacing the kind of email, the email process wow. is allowing you. So don't forget, we're always saying that voice is here to save time and money. And if yeah. you're, you're using Alexa, 
daily, like I'm using it, yeah. and you're you're getting stuff delivered by Colette Plus, you're going to use it. Yeah, no, definitely. I might actually try it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been trying it out, and it's it definitely works. So, well done. Okay, cool. Well, that moves us nicely onto the second part of the show, where we test a different voice-based yeah. app. This week, we're going to be testing one created by the BBC. Are we not going? Yeah, so it's called Take Me to the Tennis. Are you watching the tennis at all, Will? To be honest, the World Cup has eclipsed the tennis for me. Yeah, it's a nice idea, the tennis, if you've got nothing to do. Mm. Uh, but I've got lots to do, so I can't really... If you're unemployed, it is really nice. You just <laughs> chill out with a glass of orange juice. Or a glass of something else. <laughs> That's true, actually. Or if you're... I don't know, maybe retired, or yeah. but certainly with the stuff that I've got going on in the day, where every second a minute is accounted for. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm certainly no time for anything as frivolous as Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Constantine in the office lives in Wimbledon as well, and he's saying that it's beautiful around there. But anyway, we're but for those I, who do, yeah, this might be something of interest to you. So, what's it called? It's called uh, Take Me to the Tennis, and I actually met up with the head of Voice at the BBC, Phil Stocker, and I know that you're listening to this, Phil, so hello. And hello, Phil. Yeah, yeah, so essentially the BBC obviously leading the way in terms of voice uh, from what I can see, and they're, what they're trying to figure out is how they can, you know, if you, if you think about the BBC and all the different amazing stuff that it offers us, it's sport, mm. it's politics, it's music, how they can build skills, essentially, yeah. that allow us to get this information as quickly as possible in real time. And the, the BBC, for example, update their flash briefing hourly. Yeah. So someone at Amazon told me that yesterday. Oh, wow. So they're, you know, they're obviously, yeah. as you would expect, totally on this. And, and Phil's doing a really good job. So we're going to test out Take Me to the Tennis. All right, let's do it. Alexa, take me to the tennis. Here's Take Me to the Tennis from the 10th of July, 2018. That's the day, right, isn't it? The BBC. Yes, yes. Take me to the tennis. Your wish is my command. And you're now at Wimbledon. Mm, yeah. Alongside me is the BBC's tennis correspondent, Russell Fuller. And Russell, we now know the ladies' semi-final lineup: Angelique Kerber against Yelena Ostapenko and Serena Williams versus Yulia Gerges. Many people maybe wouldn't have put those four in the last together but it's quite a tasty lineup isn't mm, it i like this there are yeah. players with fine fine reputations none more so of course than serena williams she really needs very little introduction it is though only her fourth event back since becoming a mum this mm, is I didn't know that. new territory for her within the last 18 months what? playing her yeah. sixth match in the semi-finals in the space of less than two weeks She'll be quite a strong favourite for me against Julia Gerges because I've got memories of the French Open match they played, which was very much one-way traffic. Mm. 
the other semi final, I think, is really, really hard. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah. If you're into tennis, this Andrew is the sort of thing that you'd really enjoy. And it's exactly. fresh content. It's not just, it's for this platform. And that's what I always say about Alexa is how easy it makes to access audio content. Well, that's the lineup for the ladies' semi final, which, of course, take place tomorrow on Thursday. By the end Alexa, of the day, then... stop. So, you see, what the BBC have done here is they've taken a very, very popular event like Wimbledon and they're providing tennis fans with just an amazing summary of the day that you would mm. perhaps expect to hear on, you know, Five Five Live Sport or, or whatever. Yeah. But you would have to either listen to that in real time and be in your car or you'd have to go to the, you know, the iPlayer radio app and play it back. This is just great because you could listen to it mm. at any time. So you've you've come back from work and you want to listen to, you know, take me to the tennis. So it it's down to how they market it really and educate people, you know, tennis fans that actually if you have got an Alexa, don't just use it to time, you know, how long it takes to cook an egg yeah. or to play Beyonce on Spotify. You actually mm. can actually use it for stuff that you're interested in. So can you, off the top of your head, can you think of any other kind of people brands or businesses who could use it in a similar way this kind of uh reactive audio content yeah definitely record labels i think there's going to be a shift so if you're subscribed to an artist so for example you like ed sheeran and ed sheeran's on tour whoever manages ed sheeran says to ed you need to get on this voice mm. train and he would then record you know content every day so like a tour diary and it would be released yeah. through the ed sheeran tour diary skill and that would be a good way of promoting an upcoming album it's up- promo, upcoming yeah. event so what people are saying is and they were, but how can i make money out of it <laughs> you can't make money out of it yet mm. it's just a promo tool it's yeah. a way of you know, of being the first to market. And I yeah. I love that, the idea of people being the first to market yeah. and they can say in three or four years' time, I was actually on this. Yeah. When in three or four ty- uh, years' time, everybody is doing this. And Mark, you know, we mm. can, we'll listen back to this. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you now, it's going to be part of the way that we, you know, listen to to our, you know, it's the way that we get our news. It's, it's basically Twitter through yeah. uh, voice i think and the kind of ability to kind of build an audience and speak to that audience every day has really powerful marketing opportunities especially people who've got something to say so a politician it would be really good yeah. for so an yeah, outspoken absolutely. politician their manifesto and it's a bit scary actually because you, mm. you know i'm not saying you're going to get some pretty awful manifestos potentially but you yeah. know if the labor party for example you know, we're leading up to an election. They could use Alexa as a way of, yeah, really get hitting mm. their message out to an audience, to perhaps a forward-thinking audience, to, you know, technology-savvy people who would, you know, that's going to sh- put them in a good light, shed them yeah. in a good light. I'm really, really passionate about it, Will. Yeah, no, that's it's very interesting. Oh, okay, so shall we move on to our head-to-head?
Yeah, absolutely. So last week we had Amazon Alexa versus Google Home. It was a close run thing. I think I think Alexa just about just about won. Yeah, so we're going to be using Google Assistant this time. So Google, I don't know if you've noticed, but Google Assistant has been marketed quite heavily, certainly mm, in central London. Definitely. The posters I've are everywhere. That, yeah. And it's actually really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. for those of you who are unclear, the distinction between Google Assistant and Google Home is Google Assistant is on your phone. So it's um, the kind of Android equivalent of Siri. But you can get it on iOS as well. So I've got it on my iPhone and it's... yeah. And we're very impressed by it. And I think the ability to combine voice with smartphone platforms is something that I think we're only just beginning to to kind of see the potential of. We spoke last week about Siri Shortcuts, which is a kind of revamped Siri that will appear in a couple of months with iOS 12. So we're quite excited about these these uh, smartphone voice assistants, aren't we? Yeah, we, we definitely are. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask Google Assistant the quickest way to get to Atlantic Road, which is a road in Brixton. And it also happens to be where our office is. Hmm. So who are you going to ask first? I'm going to ask Google Assistant first. So I've got my phone here and we're ready to go. Okay. Hey, Google. Hi there. How can I help? How do I get to Atlantic Road by bus? The best way to get to Atlantic Road by bus is to catch 185 departing at 10.31am from Champion Hilly Stulich Stop G, a three-minute walk from your current location. Wow. It'll take about 24 minutes to get there, including yeah, one change. Good. One change? Is there not a direct bus? No, there's not a direct bus, which pisses me off, actually. Hey, Google, can you send me these directions? The best way to get to Atlantic Road by bus is to catch 45 departing <laughs> right. at 10.33am okay, hey, from stop. Aldercott Road. Stop you. A 14-minute walk okay. from your current location. So that is another example of why Google has this massive advantage at the moment is because you can plug into Google's existing services. So you've got Maps, you've got Search. So but I think it's just yeah. very powerful when but you, you can do that with Siri as well, because obviously Siri is massive. Yeah, as well. that's true. That's true. What I really wanted to happen there was it's almost there. It's just not quite there. I wanted so all right, you've sent me the directions, but can you you know, can you actually send them to my email? Yeah. And it would have been cool if it could understand that you were referring to the to those particular directions based on your previous question. But very good. Very good, very impressive. So should we try Siri next? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll ask exactly the same question. Okay, here we go. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Here we go. How do I get to Atlantic Road by bus? Getting public transport directions to Atlantic Road, London. What's it showing you? Right, so this is good. It's showing me the map and the way to go. Okay. And it's, it's you know, it's pretty much the same route. But yeah. it's not, I want... You know, this is voicemail. Yeah, I don't want Siri to tell me it's lazy. I don't want to look at the map. I, I just want to be able to kind of take the instructions exactly mean, and yeah. yeah. So I have to say that's a bit pants. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's cool that they've that it can successfully understand and give you what you want. But as a voice platform, you want the medium to be voiced, don't you? Yeah, you do. You do. So I have to say that Google wins that. I think I have to agree. Hands down. All right. So next, let's just test, you know, seeing as everyone uses voice for music, let's uh, test Google Assistant for a song that we like. 
Okay. Because we're big, big, well, Will revealed he's a big hip. I mean, look at him. He looks like a big hip hop fan. <laughs> so here we go. So we're going to ask Google Assistant. Hey, Google, can you play 99 Problems by Jay-Z on Spotify? All right. Here's 99 Problems on Spotify. Mm -hmm. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Cool. Okay. Quite impressive. So I like that because yeah. that is, you know, what it's there for. Yeah. I don't want to type it in. I just no. want to say, so if you're in a in a party or whatever, I suppose the question is, could that, could that play on Sonos? Well, if you had your phone connected to a Bluetooth speaker, I don't see why it wouldn't Should, play out. Can we just test it quickly for Sonos? Yeah, yeah, sure. Hey, Google, can you play 99 Problems by Jay-Z on Sonos? Okay, asking Apple Music to play 99 Problems by Jay-Z on Sonos. Oh, almost, because I've got Sonos sat next yeah. to us here. And it's on. Yeah, so it hasn't... Hey, Google, open Sonos. Sorry, I don't know no, how no, to no, open no, that, no, no. but I can open many other apps for you. Because what the utopia would be that I'm sat on, on you know, on the couch yeah. and it just plays it for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, not there yet, there. but it will yeah. be. It will yeah, be. I'm sure it will be. Right, should we test Siri the same thing? Yeah. Hey, Siri, play 99 Problems by Jay-Z on Spotify. Playing 99 Problems by Jay-Z. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap control on the That has to be a draw, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so we both did it. Yeah. Uh, they both played it. Which is fine, but what we really want is it for to work on the Sonos so that you don't basically mm. have to to move. I think that could be a problem for Alexa because if you look at the stats, a lot of people are using Alexa devices to play music. If Alexa or a Google Assistant can easily play music through your via your smartphone through speakers, that might be a lot of the kind of uh, uses of Alexa diminished. So it'll be interesting to see. Okay. Let's move on to our third and final test for Google Assistant and Siri. Yeah, so it's obviously Wimbledon. So let's see who's playing at Wimbledon today. Hey, Google, who is playing at Wimbledon today? There are several matches at Wimbledon. Roger Federer will play against Kevin Anderson. Novak Djokovic mm. will take on Kei Nishikori and Milos Raonic will play against John Isner today. Cool. Like that. Cool. And it's showing it show me the times as well. That, is that app. all the matches? Are they uh, not more? I think so, yeah. No, there must be more. There must that. be more. Anyway, let's ask Siri. Hey, Siri, who is playing at Wimbledon today? Sorry, I don't have specific information about that event. You can ask me about it. All right, well, that's just rubbish. Oh, dear. So it knows, what, it knows it's an event, but... It's just refusing to help. So I would say the largest tennis event happening probably in the world right now should be on their radars, really. There should be someone within Apple or... Yeah, you think. You'd think, wouldn't you? They'd have a calendar of big events and they would make sure that that would be... Because um... Google must have done a Wimbledon-themed update anticipating that people are going to be asking for information about it. Yeah, so well, Google wins that. So share prices yeah. plummeting for oh, Apple dear. tonight again. Oh, dear. <sighs> Jeff so that, Bezos. So that's I think we might of, get a call from him. Yeah, yeah. So that's the end of podcast number four. Brilliant. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. And 
you need to check out my Instagram. So my Instagram is Geraint John and I'm putting out daily content. I'm vlogging and it's all all going pretty cool, actually. The agency side of things is going well. We're starting to come closer to building skills, but mm. we're quite particular about the type of skills that we want to build, aren't we? Mm. Very. Very, 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 very. So fun and games. My name's Geraint John. This is uh, the Voice for Voice podcast recorded live and direct from Brixton, London. Thank you.